Welcome to the Gateway Women Podcast. I am Bridget Morris, the Executive Pastor of Adult Ministries here at Gateway Church, and I have the honor and privilege of leading our women's ministry. We want to help you in your walk as a believing woman. And God created women with an intricate design. We are multifaceted. So we want to bring something that speaks to you. Hey, Gateway Women. Thanks so much for joining us. This is going to be a little bit of a different time together because we have a very special guest with us. Pastor Debbie Morris is with us. And we really wanted to just take some time and hear from her. Hear her heart. We're sitting at a table in beautiful lighting, and we just want to hear her heart. So I'm going to ask some questions. Some of them are silly. Some of them are serious. Some of them are heartfelt. We're just going to kind of chat. It's convenient because she's my mother-in-law, so we talk all the time, so it's an easy interview. I often call her Gigi because that's what my kids call her, so she's Pastor Debbie, Debbie, and Gigi. Okay, so I'm just gonna like jump into questions. Okay. Are you ready? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're so ready? (laughs) So ready. (laughs) Okay, so this is like Maybe easy, maybe not, but I think whatever answer is going to be fun. So what is your favorite show? My favorite show? Okay, I don't I don't get to control the remote. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I have no favorite show. <laughs> so if I get to control the remote, usually it's on like HGTV just because it feels safe and I don't have to, you know. Yes. And I like I like things going from destroyed to amazing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew. I mean, like Andy <laughs> Griffith can't be your favorite. No. <laughs> what is your favorite date night with Pastor Robert? So I feel like I live on a date pretty much all the time. But if I get to choose what we would do for a date night, I like to go out to eat. He likes to stay home with something to eat and a movie. So movies allow him to like turn off his brain a little bit and to relax. So that's his favorite. But for me, uh, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be expensive, but I like to go out to eat. I love someone else cleaning the mess. Yeah, (laughs) cooking and cleaning for you. I think all the mothers are like, please take me out. Especially in this quarantine season where we were making everything by scratch and by hand. Yeah. A friend of ours went through, what did she say? 25 pounds of this special flour because she was making so much bread. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of bread. That was our uh, (laughs) Pastor Lorena. So wink to you, girl. Okay. What is the most adventurous thing you have ever done? Most adventurous thing. And you've traveled, so. Yeah. I've traveled. <laughs> Leading women's ministry was yeah. the most adventurous thing hey. I've ever done. <laughs> Seriously. What are you so glad you started doing in quarantine? Um, well, at the first of quarantine, I started sleeping really late and I loved it. So, yeah. Getting those extra yeah. Z's? Yeah, just. Took Is that because you were staying up later or because you just really were sleeping like extra? I was just really sleeping. That's awesome. Well, so <laughs> I enjoyed it. I and can't say that was mine. Because I was going not going anywhere. I didn't have to worry about getting up and getting dressed. So it was nice to just sleep. So. 
That would be nice. One day. <laughs> One day. Okay, what is something you stopped doing in quarantine? Sleeping late. <laughs> <laughs> there was a window for sleeping late, and then and then it's it passed. <laughs> okay, so we're moving into more like ministry related type All topics. Right. Okay, so those were just to warm you up a just little, get, me going. get get yes, a little insight yeah. into your brain. Uh-huh. Okay, so. We at Gateway, we talk a lot about hearing the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and what's Holy Spirit saying to yes. you. That's how we end every message. So, how do you hear from God? Is it is there a specific thing, or like does He speak to you in pictures or scripture? You, well, whatever. obviously the Holy Spirit speaks any way He wants to, and I've had some scriptures, I've had some maybe um, pictures or impressions, but generally speaking. Um, I hear with a sense of peace and we're considering options. I, op- I operate on that peace where Robert is more prone to have like a scripture, uh, a book, chapter and verse of what he feels like the Holy Spirit saying to him. And I would love to, to do that more. One time we were praying over what to give financially and I just don't get numbers. Uh, um, so. Uh, they're like a necessary evil in my world. <laughs> they tend to get me in more trouble than, than I think they're worth. <laughs> so anyway, um, Robert was wanting me to come up with a, a number and I just, I couldn't do it. The more I tried, you know, like I just didn't get it. Yeah. So, um, but when we start talking about the numbers, I'll either have a sense of peace or Sometimes I'm like, are you sure we should do that much? Or or even like, um, I, I don't feel good about it right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's said a few, Pastor Robert has said a few times, like um, even just moving to South, like when y'all were living in Grand Prairie before you started Gateway yes. and like, like, I think we should move the house. I, I was always curious, like, did you feel like you got a word for that or you just had peace and that's what, and that's what caused you to do that. It's not like you... Okay, that was 20 years ago. I know, Bridget. that was a long time ago. <laughs> I hardly remember yesterday. But there, but there were, there, I've heard him say many times, like, and then Debbie said yes. this, and, yes. and or Debbie said, you know, I think we should do this. Yes. So I, I just curious. had that sense of feeling like we needed to move uh, and and get up here. Yeah. I, I do think I had some scripture kind of floating through my mind. But yeah. I don't remember right now. Yeah. So. Well, it was a while ago. <laughs> we talk a lot about Sabbath, mm-hmm. about rest at Gateway. Mm-hmm. So what refreshes you? Um, I love to swim. And a good pool day will do so much for my soul. <laughs> um, I love to be out in water. Uh, as a family, we love water activities. So Yes, we uh, do. I, a day on the lake or a day by the pool uh, really uh, is refreshing to me. So. Fun fact about Debbie, she can tread water for like a million years. <laughs> if there was any not type tried of, that. Yeah, maybe not a million years. But if she, if we had like crashed in the ocean, she would be the last survivor because she can tread water forever. <laughs> Forever. It's a good exercise. That, that might good. be true. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a talent. It's a real talent. What is a dream or goal you have yet to accomplish? Being skinny. 
Very deep. Very deep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Me too. Um, okay. Besides, do you, is, do you have anything to add more to that or no? <laughs> besides, okay, so besides Jesus and Pastor Robert, who are very close, um, who inspires you? Um, well, um, a lot of different women have inspired me. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have studied a lot of women from afar and, um, maybe not had relationship with them, but looked at their life, looked at what impacted me about their life and tried to learn from them, not necessarily what they did or try to model just what they did, but what was it about their life that inspired me that would be a takeaway in my personality and my setting that Mm -hmm. I could. Uh, So I've had a lot of those. Um, I think um, um, my grandkids inspire me. Like um, I want to, I want to run the race and finish well, so I leave a legacy for my grandkids yeah. and my kids, you know. Um, so those are things that inspire me, but I've learned from a huge list of women. Yeah. Uh, some I've read about, some I've watched through TV, some um, I've known personally that parts of their life impacted me. So, Yeah, I think that's such good advice for every woman is to... Um, not necessarily follow a single person or try to emulate a a personality or whatever, but really finding the inspiration in how they parent or how someone Mm -hmm. else, you know, is such an amazing wife or or whatever the different things are that are a part of your life, how you can apply that to yourself. So what was one of your favorite seasons of ministry or one of your favorite times of leading Gateway Women? Well, I found fun in all the seasons, but probably my most favorite was the first couple of years of Gateway. Um, There was this excitement about what we were doing, and um, there were a lot of people around us that were excited about it. And it was just a really, really fun season. I also felt there was just a sweet connection between Robert and I during that time mm-hmm. where he was sharing dreams and visions and I, I was able to um, join in on that and, and ask questions or to talk to him about what he saw in the future or whatever. And um, so that was that was probably one of my most favorite. And for women's ministry, after we first started Gateway, it was super easy because there, um, there wasn't, I didn't have a budget. <laughs> I loved not having a budget. <laughs> comes, it all comes back to numbers, people. Yes, it all comes from there and evil, I tell you. <laughs> so, but I could walk in and say, hey, I feel like we want to do like a pink night and I think it's going to cost this much money. And um, the person in charge would be like, okay, great. And it was that easy. And I yeah. didn't have to figure out where everything was going or yeah. um how we were going to get there so much. Me and a small team could just get it done. <laughs> Accomplish. Yes. That's awesome. Um, I have a great team around me now. That's so awesome. when you I do. say, let's you do absolutely. this, they're like, 
Yes. Okay. Yes. And they get it done. So shout out to all the girls. That's right. They are amazing. They are amazing. Um, okay. So what was one of the hardest seasons of ministry or leading gay women or whatever? Um, so in my core of who I am, I like unity. And any time that I sense disunity, whether in the, the group of women that um, were leading or part of the ministry or, um, you know, where I just didn't feel that sense of unity, that was the hardest mm. seasons for me. And, and it comes, I mean, it's just part Hardly. of ministry. There's going to be at times where you're um, not sensing that that peace or that unity that everybody's getting along that I so crave. <laughs> yes. Ain't nobody got time for that drama. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So what are you most excited about in the next season of your life? I um, am really passionate about trying to better take care of Robert and I don't feel like I've done a poor job, but just being more attentive to what he has needs of to carry out what God's calling him to do. And um, there were a lot of seasons of Gateway where we were both in survival mode, where we both were, were trying to figure out what we had to do or accomplish for the, that day. Yeah. And um, so unfortunately, you know, all of us have a capacity. I would hit my capacity and he was kind of at his, on his own to take care of himself or whatever, you know. So I just want to be really attentive to uh, how I can serve him to serve what God has for him the next whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I just want to say that Debbie has always been a huge inspiration to me um, for how she serves and loves Robert. Like the way that she um, sacrificially loves Robert is just very special to see. Um, and it's consistent. It's not only like, oh, she must be in a good mood or like, oh, she's having a really great day. It's no matter, no matter the season, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on in the family, no matter what's going on with her, um, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the environment. Debbie is always consistent to how she serves and loves Robert. And it's just a very inspirational thing for me as a wife to want to love my husband the way that she loves Robert. It's very That's why she's one of my two favorite <laughs> daughter-in-laws. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm a step up, Hannah, but no comparison here. JK, love you, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, do you have a favorite Pink Impact memory? And you have been with Pink Impact, you know, you're the founder, so there's yes. a lot of years of it, but is there is there something that stands out one of those years? Um, you know, they all had something uh, special. I know, that's a hard uh, question. So, um, there was the year we went to the convention center was really pretty amazing to see about 10,000 ladies gathered uh, and worshiping. And we, I felt like the Holy Spirit was there. That was a really, really cool thing to experience. Um, but, you know, some of the 
very early ones were really special to me as well. Uh, we, we went from, um, we had women's conferences before that, but um, there was, we named it. Okay, so I was thinking, let's do something to re, um, refresh women. But there were a lot of refresh conferences out there. And so um, I didn't want to copy. And uh, so I came up with this name, Replenish. And so we named it Replenish for a couple of years. And um, almost from day one, when I saw it in print, I never liked it. It reminded me of a feminine product. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I just didn't like it. <laughs> so after a couple of years, we, I was like, we have got to change this. I, I don't like it. I can't sell it. <laughs> I can't encourage anyone. You can't to get on a platform it. and yeah, I can't, sell. I can't say it anymore. <laughs> so we just started looking and thinking about why we would, yeah. what we wanted to communicate, and so we wanted it to be about women. And we wanted it to be about them having um, an influence or uh, something happening. So, I mean, the year we changed it to Pink Impact, I was like, yes. <laughs> you, you know, I, I feel like at some point it should change. It should be current, but um, it has served us well. Everybody knows it's about women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're stating what it's about. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. So that's the inside scoop on how Pink Impact got its name. <laughs> I love it. I love hearing the heart behind like why we, why you started the conference was to refresh. Yes. And then as the Lord spoke to you and revealed to you, okay, it's, it's about women, but it's also about the impact that they right. have in their world. And yes, that's awesome. So I love hearing about, I love hearing about the genesis of things. Like how did, like, what were you thinking when you, okay, so, um, I feel like the Lord stirred me, but you know how a pearl is formed by an irritation? That's really how Pink Impact was formed. It <gasps> Tell was, us more. Um, we were a young church and I had all of the life group leaders over to my um, home. And, you know, we're so young and I'm just celebrating. There's maybe 20 ladies. I feel like we have really accomplished something this year. We have like 20 groups. And um, one lady in there said, um, we need a retreat or something. We don't have anything outside of groups. And it irritated me. <laughs> and the I truth didn't, comes Yeah, out. I didn't want to do it, you know, and but I just kept feeling like this nudge from the Holy Spirit, but it was, an irritating nudge to me, you know, like, <laughs> so anyway, when we did it, that lady didn't even come. <laughs> you know, that's a common thread. Got a lot of people's suggestions, uh -huh. but yes. So you've got to do it when the Holy Spirit leads. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, I, it, there was a little irritation in me, but I do know God stirred my heart yeah. to do it. So now you're a very laid back leader. Yes. So when you say the Holy Spirit irritated you, does he irritate you frequently? Like, is this one of the ways that you hear from the Lord? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just curious because... I... Well, uh, 
I've heard t uh, people talk about that you have to become so bothered by something that you are motivated to mm. do something about it. So I, I do feel like sometimes the Holy Spirit has put me in a place of agitation or irritation to uh, prompt me to get out of my comfort zone to yeah. do something that would be really outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear that, ladies? Sometimes the Holy Spirit just agitates you yeah. <laughs> to get so, you to do something. Yeah. Sometimes he does call us to get out of the boat, calls us to do something that, you know, would not be in our normal wheelhouse of something we it's would true. want to do, but it's because he's calling us to do it. So sometimes he's got to give you a little nudge. I always say I'm a little stubborn, so he's got to kind of like knock me in the head to get me to like, oh, revelation, yeah. whoa. Um, so some he knocks you the head and some he just irritates till you get it done. <laughs> what would your advice be to this next generation of women? Some of them are called to be leaders. Some of them, I mean, we're, we're all called to be leaders in, in different areas of our lives. So what would you say to just this next generation of women coming up in the church? Well, uh, I'd say you can't invest in yourself enough. And by what I mean by that is learning. When I was um, a young wife, uh, I had an authentic Italian lady offer to teach me how to cook Italian food. And because I don't like to cook, I declined it. I also had an authentic um, woman from Mexico who offered to teach me how to cook authentic Mexican food. And I turned it down as well because again, I didn't, that wasn't something that I really enjoyed. And I have kicked myself every since because if I never used it, I'd still know how to do it. Yeah. And um, so when God gives you some opportunities to learn something, um, do it. You don't know, ever know what's going to come out of it or how you're going to use it in the future. Yeah. And maybe you never use it, but you've ex at least expanded who you are yeah. and you don't know what you're going to gain out of that. Yeah. And so I was just very foolish to, you know, because it wasn't something that I thought I would love yeah. to turn those down. Yeah. So You did learn how to make your own noodles, though. I yes, years you later, went, like I decided. You started making your own noodles. And we were like homemade lasagna, like legit homemade. Homemade, yeah, homemade. Once or twice. <laughs> it's a labor of love. It is. <laughs> labor of love. I can cook. I choose not to. <laughs> she can cook. She can. I like to cook because it feels creative. I do not like to clean up the mess. That is just ugh, not my favorite. Yeah. But it's gotta be done. So you have worked either mm -hmm. in the ministry. Have you worked in the ministry your whole life? Uh, no, I've done all kinds of things. You've done all kinds of things? Okay, yeah. but you've worked for pretty much your whole adult life. Yes. So um, how did you balance being a mom, being a wife, while still working either in the ministry or not in the ministry? Right. And what, what life lessons did you learn that we can all glean from? Um, I'd like to tell you, I really mastered that 
but I <laughs> don't think I ever did. I think every season, maybe we learned, we took something we learned the season before and we applied it to that, but it was always a learning uh, curve. And honestly, I don't know if I, I really handled it well. I look back and I think I stressed over the wrong things like raising your kids. Um, there was a, a season where our kids were in a private school and they had to wear uniforms and it was the 80s and so everything was crisp pressed and I spent so much time ironing those stupid uniforms <laughs> and I wish when I look back that I had taken that time and gone to the park with my kids and not um, not been so consumed with how their uniform that they probably got to school and got dirty within the first five minutes and wrinkled. So, you know, I just spent too much time on the wrong things. So when I look back, those are some of the things that I wish I'd have, like evaluated my time and energy and um, uh, looked for ways to simplify life so that I could invest it more uh, it's really good. accurately where it really mattered to me with yeah. my kids, uh, with Robert, to, to have energy to put the kids to bed and still have an adult conversation, <laughs> yeah. you know, and to be kind to one another <laughs> once we finish the day, you yeah. know. Um, I wish I'd have, um, um, you know, done a better job on those fronts. Yeah. Um, so. We, we survived and our kids somehow came out loving God, which is a gift of grace that I can't explain, you know, um, but we kept trying. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So for the working moms out there, what's a piece of advice that you would give them in any area, whether it's marriage or parenting or so, um, I think we keep oftentimes wanting to rush to the next stage, you know, like getting the kids out of uh, diapers or whatever, whatever that is, yeah. you know, getting them out of school so you don't have to get up in the mornings or, you know, whatever it is, there's always kind of a looking forward to the next season. But I would say uh, focus on the where you are right now and enjoy um, and, and enjoy it. Look at, look at what you can get uh, by with not doing. Maybe, maybe use paper plates so you don't have as much time in the kitchen afterwards so you can sit and play with the kids. They're not gonna remember the paper plates. They are gonna remember a mom who was attentive to them. And if you think about how much time you're spending as a working mom and you get home and you have laundry and dinner and putting the, bathing them and putting them to bed, you probably only have two to three hours a night of investment time. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, their life. I know it doesn't seem like it right now, but it's going to go by so fast. Yeah. And if you can just um, realize that some of those other things don't matter. Yeah. And if you have the ability and the resources, sub out. <laughs> get somebody to help you clean. Yeah. And get somebody to help you do laundry. Because um, it'll make all the difference 
for you. And um, then you can invest in the important things. And in eternity, our dirty clothes are not going to matter. Yeah. I mean, I'm not suggesting we (laughs) stop doing laundry. I'm saying find a good balance to to the rhythm of life. Invest where it's most important. Yeah. Really prioritize. Yeah. I always like... Um, that thought, like when you look back, they're not going to remember that you ate off of paper plates. Yes. They're not going to remember this amazing meal you made. Cause I tend to be like, I want to show them that I love them by creating Mm -hmm. this or doing this or whatever. And so picking what is important to them. So the way I show love is by acts of service. If I serve you, I, I love you. Um, which makes you a great wife. (laughs) Well, but, um, sometimes the best gift I could give is not serving, but by being present, being invested in the moment with yeah. the the kids or the grandkids or, um, you know, whatever I'm doing, being invested in the present with Robert, you know, not thinking about uh, there's dirty dishes in the sink, um, you know, yeah. choosing to be present in that time. Yeah. So. And I think that's for every mom, like not even only working moms, because I had a season where I was staying at home and I was still doing the same thing. I would, I would stay at home and didn't play with my kids as much as I really had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to, because I was constantly doing things. Right. So doers like to do. And sometimes you just got to sit down and play Barbies Mm -hmm. or trucks Mm -hmm. or dinosaur or whatever your kid is into. Okay. So. I feel like one of one of the reputations that you hold is being a prayerful woman. Like you pray without ceasing. You pray about a lot of, you pray about everything. So, and you've had a lot to pray about over the years, like in ministry (laughs) and raising kids and being a wife, you have a lot of things that, you know, could be on a list of prayers. So, how do you deal with or what advice do you have for those women who have been praying for something for a really long time and they're still praying about it and they're still kind of waiting for that answer to the prayer that they've been praying? Um, well, the first thing that I'd say about prayer is uh, you have to approach it like you're God's favorite and you are. He's already... <laughs> open to heaven and giving you access to him and you can come and talk to him. So if you approach it from the standpoint that he's already for you and you ask and you you really know that he is for you, he's got your best interest at heart. Um, the timing may not be your timing and I have to trust when I'm praying and asking God for something that it may not go like I envision it. Uh, whatever that is, and uh, it may not it may not be what I want, but I know ultimately um, he's a big God and he loves me and he's thinking for my behalf. And so I just have to then figure out how to adjust my heart not to if it's a no, how not to hold an offense. Yeah. And if it's um, something that I'm waiting for. I continue to ask just like I've never asked before, but asking with a confidence that he 
he wants to give me what I want. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's for me. Yeah. But he's also a good God that he's not going to give me what's not good for me. Yeah. And some good things, some things that I thought were good were not good. Yeah. So for me. Yeah. 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 That's great advice. Yeah. I, I know when I'm saying that, that somebody that is uh, wanting a baby is thinking, how could that be mm -hmm. a bad thing? what I'm asking for. And I'm not saying what you're asking for is a bad thing yeah. or that you're not equipped or able uh, to be a good mom. Mm -hmm. um, I have a friend who struggled with infertility and um, she felt like that God showed her that it was, so she it would open her heart to the, um, the orphan. And they ended up adopting and it was a very special thing. So, um, it may not be the way you want it or the answer that you want, but don't um, don't charge God guilty mm. for something that He has maybe a different plan you don't understand. Yeah. So that's great advice. That's great advice. Well, thank you for sitting at the table with us. Just. Um, answering my long list of questions. Long list of questions. Sorry. Yes. Um, we had we had people polling questions for us so that really that we could just hear your heart yeah. on stuff and hear from you. So I have a question for you. Oh, okay, yeah. Who's your favorite mother-in-law? <laughs> Out of all my mother-in-laws, you are for sure my favorite. <laughs> I kid. She's the only one. <laughs> Hey, girls, I've loved being with you. Thank you for <laughs> hanging on this long. <laughs> it's been a good conversation. Thanks for joining us. We love Pastor Debbie. So she's not leading Gateway Women anymore, but she is now in our apostolic network, our Gateway Apostolic. Um, so she leads in that capacity. And so I'm so proud of Bridget and the team that are just pouring their heart and soul into it. Bridget is doing things that... Um, I always knew we needed to do, but I just didn't have it in my wheelhouse. And I'm never too far away from just seeing what's going on. And I look on with a great deal of pride and, um, and I'm cheering you on and fabulous job. Thank you. I love you. Thank I you. I love you. Yes. She is, she is just a phone call away, <laughs> thankfully. So I randomly text her, Hey, can I call you? <laughs> so, um, I have loved having this time with her and so that you guys could be a part of this and hear her heart and hear from her. She loves you very, very much, as do I, as does our whole team. We all love mm -hmm. you and that's why we do this, is, is to minister to you um, and to hear from the Lord. So thanks for joining us. We will see you next time.